0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: What's good, everybody? Welcome in to The Early Edge and our college football weekly mega preview. This is where we break down all of the big matchups this week in college football, give you our best bets, and also tell you what to stay away from. Like my man TK said in the chat, Let's make some money, boys. That's exactly what we're going to do. We are powered, as always, by the almighty sports line, the best value in all of sports betting. And it's not close. And you can see it just popped up on the screen. All of the odds on today's show, presented by the king of all sports books, BetMGM. Now, last week, two of my three guys had absolutely incredible weeks. A.B., it's not horrible, but he was he was due to cool off because he's been red hot. But he made up for it in NFL. Don't even worry about my five-tool player. But check out Chip. and yes. EC, look down there at the bottom. What I didn't want to happen, he bulldozed me. He called the bosses. And look what happens. We cash a plus 596 in spite of me. So, with all that being said, let's bring in the stars of the show. You know them. You love them. Chip, EC, AB is here. Now, when we have two guys that have that two good of a week's, We got to do two fifteen seconds. So EC, let's start off 596. Congratulations, sir.
2: Thank you, coach. That feels good to hit that parlay. But you know what I have to address right off the bat? I'm very disappointed in you, Lincoln Riley. I know you're watching this show. You're up 41 to 14. Now close it out. Don't let Colorado back in the game. And you did. You should be disappointed. And I will pick against you against the spread for the time being.
1: So you used your 15 seconds Uh, to go after Lincoln Riley because you lost a showdown to me. Yes. Well, well used to your time there, EC. Chip, 15 seconds to you, Mr. 5 and 1.
3: Yeah, we're not small. We're not petty. We're just asking. Do you believe in that? Okay, because we had a lot of red Xs those first couple weeks, but after you see that five and one, I ask you. Do you believe in that? Because what we do each week is we grade ourselves. I grade every single game based on my projection and what came up, and we tweak, and we put in wrinkles, and we adjust because the chip are not stagnant. The chip o will not go stale, and that is why we will hit our stride here in October so keep on rocking along because i'm just seeing more green checks in our future
1: and that is how you use a 15 seconds a b
4: go yeah i was gonna say uh and if anybody could tell i put myself in uh, prison here after last week that was uh, an awful performance but chip ec crushed it so fell as well done on that
3: is that a revolutionary war prison yeah.
4: <laughs> it is.
3: It is. Yeah. You know, I,
4: yeah. I, I went against the monarchy and uh they apparently didn't like it. So yeah. Gulag uh, for me. <laughs> I
1: think you've set a world record on how many different places that you have been on the early edge. You, you, you got kicked out of McDonald's, McDonald's. once. Yeah. <laughs> McDonald's, that was hilarious. Can I get a sausage McMuff with a cheese, please? Oh, by the way, number sixteen. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right, gentlemen. All kidding aside. We come here for one reason and one reason only. Well, two. To have a great time and to have some fire picks. So if you are new to our brand and this show, here's what we do. We take the five biggest games according to us and we break them down, all four of us. Then we go into our best bets by the day. And oh, by the way, how about this, ladies and gentlemen, starting tonight, and I made two plays on the morning show, there will not be one single solitary day that will, hot, will not have a football game until November 22nd. College or pro, every day for 50 straight days. I'm here for it. So let's get into it. Game number one, it's right where everything starts. The Red River rivalry. By the way, how about well done, Snake? Look at these graphics. Killer. So Oklahoma plus 200 on the money line. Texas laying six and a half. And look at that. Owe you a perfect five and oh against the spread this season texas a perfect 2-0 against big 12 opponents and this will be the last season we can ever say that as they are moving both teams to the sec so chip let's start with no i'm gonna start with ec because you have an official play on this game
2: where are you going i do coach and i'm gonna roll with oklahoma plus six and a half i think this is just too many points eight of the last 10 meetings in the red river rivalry have been decided by one score Oklahoma, as you mentioned, Coach, is only one of four teams in college football who is undefeated straight up and against the spread. Oklahoma and Air Force, another team that I love to bet, are the only two FBS teams that lead their respective conferences in points per game and a point, an opponents' points per game allowed. So is averaging 47.4 a game, giving up 10.8. This is payback for last year's 49-zip trouncing. Well, at least to cover the spread. I think Texas wins, but I see it being really close – In fact, I could see overtime. Texas 34, Oklahoma 31, but I love the six and a half, so I'll take it.
1: I tell you all the time, hashtag it pays to watch live. And I like nothing more than on the very first game, we have a disagreement. Chip, explain why you don't like the Sooners, but you do lean to the Longhorns.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is continually moving the goalposts for Texas. Everyone talks about Texas like they always let us down. This is the first year since 2009 that the Big 12 media has picked Texas to win the Big 12. Everybody on the outside is like, oh gosh, they keep fumbling the bag. The people close to the program have always said, guys, they're not that good until this year. Since 2005, since we're just going to break trends out, since 2005, Texas has only been the favorite in this game four times previously they've covered the spread each of those four times and i expect that that continues as texas continues to finally live up to those expectations everybody had on the outside oklahoma has had the upper hand in this rivalry but not
1: this season ac care to change your thought process
2: no, I, I listen, I think Chip makes a great point. I love historical trends, so he had to – I always respect when those are are quoted. I just think Oklahoma – there's a revenge angle here, Coach. They got embarrassed last year after Dylan Gabriel got knocked out of the game with that concussion. 49-zip in a, in a series that had been decided by one possession in eight of the previous nine years to that point. It's now, time will, for some payback.
1: Yeah, I, and your storyline is good, too. Now, we should – Throw all the information out there. Last week, Texas and KU, they were playing a really hard-fought game until the Longhorns in the second half just blew them away. Now, A.B., I'm assuming because of your lean that you do believe this game is going to be very, very competitive and that the defenses could play a part. Yes?
4: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's not an official play for me. It's just a lean here. But, you know, this game, I've seen this game for two decades now, and it's always the opposite of what you think that it's going to be. Constantly, right? Like you just can't trust it, man. I'm gonna lean to the under of what 60 and a half here. I, I think that you could see, you know, Texas being a little sluggish to start, Oklahoma and Brent Venables, you know, locking down with the defense, but then Texas pulling away, Oklahoma trying to come back. And really, all that leads me to are drives that end in field goal attempts and field goals missed. I don't trust either of these two teams when playing against each other. So yeah, I'm not betting it, but if I did. Probably do the under.
1: And you know really early on in a big-time game like this when the under is probably going to come in. You can feel that. So you'll know early on maybe a, a live betting opportunity for people out there. All right, game number two. And this is an interesting, fascinating one. Washington state comes in number 13th in the con- number 13 in the country. They're taking on a UCLA team that the last time out really couldn't do anything at all, but they're favored by three and a half. And you see one and three against the spread their last four after a buy after a buy Washington state. They've looked really, really good, but chip, let me come to you first. Cause you think that this will be, I'm assuming because of Washington state's defense, a breakout for the UCLA offense. Yeah, big
3: time bounce back for quarterback Dante Moore, UCLA's true freshman, heralded recruit, big time flip that Chip Kelly got. And I think the off week allows the young freshman to be able to get even more comfortable in the system because good Golly, that boy got handed over to the Flames when he had to go to Salt Lake City to play against that Utah defense. And so now I consider that he's been able to rebound from that. I also consider that this Washington State defense is a little bit leaky, and I think that the run defense in particular means big game for Carson Steele, means Dante Moore making it happen with his legs. And I do believe that UCLA's defense is really good. I'm just not sure about the secondary, which, oh, no, it's Cam Ward. Oh God. Okay. All right. So we don't want to do UCLA minus three and a half. No, no, no. We need to get specific. Cause if what we trust is that Dante Moore and UCLA's offense is going to have a big day against Washington state's defense, especially coming off the bye, Well, then that just leads us right back to the team total. Well, we're going Bruins team total over 31 and a half because the Cougs are a little bit leaky and the young freshman has had the off week to grow up a little bit.
1: And if the team total over 31 and a half comes in with the offense that Washington state, we know has shown through the first few weeks EC that would lean us towards the what?
2: Yeah, coach, we're leaning on this one to the over 59 in this game. I like that Both teams coming off a buy Washington state. Averaging, as Chip said, uh, almost forty-six points a game. UCLA, thirty-two points a game. Remember, the last time these two teams met was in twenty nineteen. It's one of those Pac twelve after dark specials. In fact, it should be on the the billboard. It was like sixty-three to sixty, something like that. It was a wild game up at the Palouse. We're not going to get that crazy here. But Washington State, second in passing yards per game in the country, and sixth in total yards. UCLA's defense, while well improved, as Chip said, I don't. I, I see both teams in the thirties. Now, I was going to go with UCLA as a minus three and a half. Remember Oregon State last week? Guys, somewhat doubted me there. Same line at home coming up against a win, uh, an undefeated team in Utah, and, and Oregon State won by two touchdowns. Same thing could be said here with UCLA, but for now I'm going to go with a lean to the over, UCLA 37, Washington State 31.
1: Now, that would be music to your ears, would it not, AB?
4: It would be, and I'll tell you this. I'm not touching this game <laughs> whatsoever. I don't trust either of these two teams. Look, if I, to, if I had to pick one, I'm leading towards UCLA three and a half, although I don't like that hook. There's going to be points scored on both sides, all up and down the field. I do think that Chip Kelly can pull. This game essentially is going to come down to who could get one more stop on defense. That's it, right? And mm-hmm. I do think that Chip Kelly can pull that off. That being said, this is one of those games that you look up in the first quarter and you're like, why did I even bet this game? I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, man, I'll lean to UCLA, but nothing official for me.
1: I, I think that last statement is why I lean to the over because yeah. this is one of those. I wish this was a 1030 Eastern game. I really, really do. Because uh, out here is, you know, me and, and EC live in the West and it'd be like a 730 game for us. That's what I want. I don't want a noon game with the State and UCLA. It's way Oh, too
3: baby, hard. noon local Pac-12 network. I mean, everyone's scrambling for their remotes. They're trying to steal logins. They're just like, <laughs> how am I going to even be able to watch this game?
2: Like, like this is, I, that's this me, is, Chip.
3: This is the dead zone, that 3 p.m. Eastern time, 12 p.m. local Pac-12 network game. Is sneaky weird things <laughs>
1: happen around there, especially in spooky season. Chip, most people won't even be able to watch this game. They grab the remotes and they go, oh, wait. I don't get the Pac-12 network. That's how bad the distribution is, which is why the entire
4: league is going away. It's horrible. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, it sounds like uh, after this year, nobody's going to worry about signing up for that one, huh? <laughs> no, and maybe this is this is a
2: thing for me, because Arizona's on the Pac-12 network every darn week that they're on the road. Next week, at, at Washington State, Pac-12 network. I don't have a login. What do I do? Get Stupid Cox. Larry Scott. Everybody,
1: everybody's like, get Cox. Cox has everything. That's what mm. I'm telling you. And I don't even, have, I don't even do commercials for him. I got rid of him. I, I, I would if they called. Well, then, then don't complain. You got, you got rid, of, got rid of, of it. You got rid of the place that got the Pac-12 Network. Smart by you, EC. It's, Smart by you. A,
2: hey, listen, Coach. You can get the Pac-12 Network in China or on your refrigerator, but I can't get it on YouTube TV. Now, what's the deal with that?
1: <laughs> well, I can tell you this that we want everybody to be able to bet on these games, especially new Bet MGM customers. So I'm going to do this. You can sign up today, get $200 in bonus bets. Just place your first wager of at least $10 and you will receive $200 instantly in bonus bets, regardless of your wagers outcome with bonus code edge 200. Again, that is bonus code edge 200 game. Number three, we're going to the sec and Alabama. They had a nice little bounce back last week at AB. I'm going to start with you. So this week, They are laying two and a half, but look at that little nugget. The snake found three and eight against the spread their last 11 road games. Now, A&M, they have been very
4: inconsistent so far in the early season. Where are you going here, AB? Yeah, coach, it's time to get down to business here. All right. So our official play on this game, we're going to take Alabama second half team total over 12 and a half. That's it. Minus 115. And I will tell you why. I've seen this game before. I've seen Saban versus Jimbo. These two guys know each other completely. What they're going to do in the first half of this game is run the football, punt the football, and not make the big mistake. You're going to see a halftime score of like 17 to 9 or something. It's going to be a ridiculous number. I'm telling you, right? And then in the second half, That's when we get down to business, and that's when Alabama is going to just do a little bit more than Texas A&M is. That being said, look, not counting on them to do a ton, but if you're giving me 12-and-a-half in the second half, unbelievably I'm taking that legitimately, and this game could go into overtime as well. That is very much on the table here. So second half, team total over 12-and-a-half all day long.
1: I love to start there. But the one thing I love about this show, you guys are so smart with college football that you're not always going to agree. So I love listening to the explanations, which is where I'm going to next, because <clears throat> let me go to Chip. Okay. Chip, Alabama has been a team that a couple weeks ago looked awful. Then they came back, brought their quarterback back in and they looked viable. Why do you like him this week?
3: I think that Alabama's defense is going to have the edge against Texas A&M's offense in a way that will ultimately decide this game, and it might require uh, Alabama's defense to be able to get out there and call some turnovers, just like looking at Dallas Turner with a strip sack, You know, looking at the defensive backs being able to pull in uh, an, an interception, maybe look for true freshman Caleb Downs to be the one to flash right here, but that group is the best in the country. When it comes to the best defense, for my money, it is the Alabama Crimson and tied, And so they are going to need to get just enough from their offensive line against an elite Texas A&M defensive front to be able to run the ball effectively. But I don't trust the back half of that Texas A&M defense. And so as the offense has continued to settle into its identity, which is running the ball and moon shots from Jalen Milroe, then I think that confidence in knowing yourself and riding one of the best defenses in the country is going to help Alabama get in and out uh, with the win. T- listen, just a lean incredible game. So fired up to watch it in the SEC on CBS game of the week. You can stream it on Paramount plus, but I really am going to lean back towards the team that I think is the better defense front to back in being able to get a close victory.
1: They got woken up a couple weeks ago, I think. They really did. And I think behind closed doors, Nick Saban lit them up. By the way, James in the chat says, uh, the way Chip said spooky season, LOL. I didn't know voices could go that high. Oh, but they can. Oh, but they can't.
3: Oh, is got now, octaves? I got octaves on
1: octaves. Octaves and octaves and levels. And I have a feeling that when Alabama wins and covers that we're going to hear a really high-pitched scream from EC because as fate would have it he's on the other side explain yourself EC well coach
2: this is a lean once again but I'm going with Texas A&M on the money line at plus 120 to to win outright against Alabama for the second consecutive meeting at Kyle Field do we remember 2021 Alabama was a 17 and a half point favorite and by the way they ended up in the national championship game against Georgia that year okay fine So they're 17.5-point favorite over Texas A&M, and they lost 41-38. to This is a better A&M team than the other year. This is a worse Alabama team than the other year. The A&M defense has the best sack rate in FBS. Alabama's offense has the second-worst sack rate allowed. Jalen Milrow, if he can't get out of the pocket, he is a sitting duck. A&M 4-0-1 against the spread in their last five games against AP-ranked opponents. Now, somebody in the chat said that Jimbo stinks. Listen, I'm not a Jimbo fan, but he's going to beat his old mentor, Nick Saban. Texas A&M 24, or 27, Alabama 24.
1: It's always fun when these two, who did not hold back, what was it, a year ago, just laying each other out verbally on social media. I'm here for a good Nick Saban-Jimbo-Fisher rivalry. Who isn't? Well, I can tell you this. This Saturday, can you give me that little trumpet one more time, Chip? It's not only network, it's also CBS Sports Network. Snake?
0: This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
1: Every game is an opportunity if you're willing to do the work. A.B., go.
4: It really is uncanny how
1: good Chip is with the trumpet. It's it's spot on. He just <laughs> nails it. Man. Sometimes I actually think if I'm not looking up, that it's actually the real sounder. That's how good it is. Now, speaking of good, This next matchup is going to be good. It's a nighttime game, 7 p.m. Eastern, and nothing like a nighttime game in Athens. This is a matchup of ranked teams. Kentucky, they come in off a 19-point win over Florida. Vandy by 17 the week before that. They're legit. The Georgia Bulldogs, are they vulnerable? Well, last week, they barely got past Auburn on the road, 27-20. So, chip i'm gonna start with you again Mm. you think kentucky and i think this is kind of a low team total Mm -hmm. against a georgia team that has been a little bit vulnerable do you feel the same way
3: yep i sure do now this is playing with fire this is sticking your hand right over the candle and just saying i don't care i understand that i might get a little bit burned but i keep Picking apart this Georgia defense. And here's what I see. I see great safeties. I see great linebackers. But what I don't see up front, I don't see a Jalen Carter. I don't see a Jordan Davis. I don't see those dominant players who can absolutely wreck everything you want to do offensively. On Kentucky side, I do see Ray Davis, who absolutely bowled over Florida last week. I see an offensive line that's you know got pretty big and got size. And I just think that Kentucky... As it has worked, remember, Liam Cohen was gone to the Rams, comes back this year. He was part of basically making Will Levis an NFL draft pick. Um, his scheme has taken a little while to get resettled. They were they were very out of sorts in the first two or three weeks. I think against the Gators, they were able to get something rolling, and this is where I think the fact that Georgia's defense is not up to the standard of what we have seen the last two years that Georgia's defense let Auburn roll all over them in the ground game. I mean, that Auburn offense was one-dimensional. They play with one arm tied behind their back. They were still able to go out there and get points. I think Kentucky can do the same. And, Coach, like you mentioned, we just need 17. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Kentucky team total over.
1: So you want the team t- total over. So that's an official play. But EC also has an official play. And wouldn't you know it, he does not want your play to hit. And I know what you're going to say is, oh, it can still hit, Mike could still hit, but you don't really want Chips to hit, do you?
2: Sure I do. Why not, Coach? Uh, he can hit by all means. But I'm going to roll with the under 49 for a reason. Sometimes there are just matchups where the teams just play high-scoring games and then they play low-scoring games. The combined totals in the last four meetings between these two teams, 21, 17, 43, and 22 – you can take three of the, two of those matchups combined, and they wouldn't equal 49. Georgia allowing 13 points per game this year. Kentucky 15.2. I'm sorry, Chip. I, I can't take it over when the history is there and the defenses are this good. Georgia 24, Kentucky 13. Official play. I'm sorry.
1: I'm so glad like you're apologizing like it's a lock or something. But A.B., explain why E.C. is
4: dead wrong. Coach, I want you to notice up here, all right, right here, this top button, all right, uh-huh. it's buttoned in honor of our man Sia Najad because Kentucky is going to come out on fire in this game, <laughs> all right? And I do think that there are going to be points. Look, not an official play for me, but I'm actually on the opposite side. I like the over in this game because I do think that Kentucky is going to come out and say, you know what, you think that you the game plan against Georgia is let's play defense, let's keep the ball away, no, the, the game plan is you just put points on them and you force them to do uncomfortable things because that offense for Georgia is not what it was last year. Shout out Stetson Bennett. Yeah, he was pretty good, wasn't he? Yeah, I think Kentucky's going to come out. Look, Georgia wins the game. I don't know about covering at all, but I do think there'll be points. So, yeah, I lean to the over and shout out Sia just as a whole because he's the man.
1: It do, he is the man, yeah. and that does look really good. I don't not. I need you to undo it because I don't want you to stop breathing. But <clears throat> it does look <laughs> for a second. All right, our fifth and final featured game here on our weekly college football mega preview is Notre Dame and Louisville. And has there been a team, Chip, that has been in more big tight games down the stretch, exciting so far this season than Notre Dame? Are you kidding me right now? And they're going to Louisville. Louisville can score. So look at the numbers. 8-2 against the spread last 10 road games for the fighting Irish. Louisville, 10-5 nope. and five against the spread their last 15 home games. Something has to give. But maybe we don't have to pick a side, Chip. You know what I mean?
3: Uh, we are going to attack the total for so many reasons. And how about this? This is Chapter 3 of four straight primetime games, Ohio State, Duke, Louisville, USC. That is the run for this group and the Fighting Irish being in the national spotlight. And do I think that Notre Dame's defense, which has been fantastic this year, might start to get a little fatigued from all that. You know, everyone will tell you. You sit around on your hands all day Saturday for those primetime games. Coaches, players, everybody would rather get up, get after it, and move on. And is there some mental fatigue? Is there some emotional fatigue of having to do it again in a Cardinal Stadium that is going to be rocking and rolling? I consider that a factor, but it's the... Fifth biggest factor. Okay, let's start. Number one, Notre Dame's offense. You upgrade it. Jaden Greathouse, Jaden Thomas, they're back in the lineup. That's two of the top three pass catchers. They were not there for Duke, and that's why Duke was able to disrespect Sam Hartman's ability to throw the ball down the field and have that game so low scoring. So they come back. Louisville's defense has to then defend that, which brings us to number two. Louisville's defense has good statistics. So statistics are somewhat fraudulent because the offenses they have played are bad. So we got to expect that that's going to be exposed just a little bit by Sam Hartman. Number three, Louisville's offense. Who's leading the charge? Jeff Brom. He is an elite plus value game planner and play caller just look at that and i think this is a coaching matchup in the game for louisville not for notre dame so when i've got jeff Brom and his ability to cook something up when i've got a notre dame defense that might start to get fatigued when i've got a notre dame offense that is going to be better because it's getting healthier and a louisville defense that i do think is a little bit overrated because of its opponent's That's an easy over for me. And under 56, too. Anything up to 56 is green light go.
1: If any of you are wondering why you take the time in the middle of a Wednesday to tune in and watch our show, I encourage you, watch the last two minutes and then ask yourself, do I really want to do the work? I didn't think so. Now, I'm going to play the over because of all of those reasons. But, A.B., let me come to you because I know you do not feel – like Notre Dame, has not enough gas in the tank after the last several big games. Explain yourself.
4: Look, I'm sorry. What's that, Warden? Oh, sorry. I'm getting a new new cellmate, and that's Louisville because they are a fraud. I don't believe in anything that Louisville does. I saw them last week against NC State. They scored 13 points, 13 (laughs) against NC State. I could go for two tutties against NC State right now if we get yard time. All right, but look, let me say this. Notre Dame, all right, back-to-back weeks. They've played Ohio State and Duke, and you know what? They had Ohio State beat. And Duke, they went on the road after that heartbreaking loss and won that game. Notre Dame's defense, they gave up 17 to Ohio State and 14 to Duke. What is Louisville going to (laughs) do? Nothing. All right? Notre Dame's defense hasn't given up even 80 points all season long. And Notre Dame's offense, seventh highest scoring in the country. And all week, I guarantee you. Notre Dame's offense and Sam Hartman has heard. We almost lost that Duke game because you couldn't put in touchdowns. So what are they going to do this week? Put in touchdowns. Their defense is going to get after Louisville's quarterback. I don't care if Jeff Brum and his brother are playing in this game. It's not going to matter. Notre Dame minus six and a half. Look, Irish, way too much. Way too much.
1: TK says, preach, A.B., preach. (laughs) James says, ah, come on. I watch for all of it. If I had a top button, I would button it, too. Boy, the counselor, what a following that he has. That's one of your best takes you've ever had, A.B. I was laughing my guts off. (laughs) Guts off? Guts out? I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm having so much damn fun. E.C., you did not have, speaking of guts, as Chip likes to say, guts. You didn't have the guts to step up like A.B. or Chip did. You just had to do your stupid little lean thing because you didn't have the guts to lay the six and a half with Notre Dame. Why
2: not? Well, I didn't want to take up more of the recap screen than I already am, Coach. So that's why we're going to, you know, with the parlay, you know, I, I have to I have to be careful here. Oh I'm going to roll with God. A.B.'s oh pick God. of Notre Dame. Thank you. Yes. I'm going to roll with uh, A.B.'s pick of Notre Dame minus six and a half against Louisville. So their offense started with a 42, a 56, a 45, and a 41. Last two weeks, 14 and 21. I, I, I think Chip is on the right track here. I think they, blow, they, they come out and, and really blow the doors off a, a weaker Louisville defense this week. I'm not buying Louisville, as you said, A.B. I think uh, they need to get in sync to the offenses before USC next week. I mean, you're going to have to score points to beat USC, and 14 and 21 are not going to get it done. But the reason I'm going with Notre Dame here, they have won 30 straight games against the ACC, and they've covered in 10 straight. Last week's was a uh, backdoor-ish. We'll take it. Doesn't matter. Notre Dame 34, Louisville 23.
1: Yeah, we need Louisville. We don't want... Notre Dame to jump out 28-0 because that's how you kill it over real quick. You want it to be like 21-10 at halftime, something like that. But that 23 points, that would be nice. That would be nice for everybody included. Gentlemen, well done on the top five games of the week, according to us. Now, we like to share a lot of things here at CBS, but we lead the charge. We are out front, but not far behind because they're a brand new, brand new network
2: kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply
0: the wait is over the shy returns with new episodes on paramount plus
2: what
0: brings you to the, opportunity.
4: Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. opportunity
0: a new rain is coming to the south side never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job the Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit paramountplus.com/the shy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. The subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
1: I think the the chat is bringing up a very good point. You know how like a joke isn't fun, funny twice. Zach says EC needs a three lean limit per show. Big cheesy says EC does love to say lean as much as he says almost.
2: I believe in the three lean limit, so that's why I had three leans. All right, you since I the shots of the
1: show, we're going a two. You can say lean two times. That's it. Two times. That's fair. That's fair. Two times. That's your limit. All right. Now, speaking of two times uh, tonight, I need more than two touchdowns for AB's play to hit. Because as I said at the top of the show, fifty straight days of football whether it's college or the NFL. Now, I did give out Middle Tennessee State this morning uh AB so explain how your play can hit but also mine can hit too.
4: Absolutely. Look, we tonight we have Jacksonville State at Middle Tennessee State, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, beautiful Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. All right, I spent many a time there, and I spent many a time at Jim's across the street. Shout out to Jim, (laughs) best spot in the state. Uh, Look, we're going to take Jacksonville State team total touchdowns over two and a half. This is going to be a wild game. All right, we played Western Kentucky last week against MTSU and hit that fairly easily because Western Kentucky is so good at home. Uh, But MTSU plays better at home as well. So that's why I don't want to play anything on this game because it could get weird. But what I do know is that Jacksonville State can run the football. And what I also know is that MTSU can't stop anyone running the football. So we're going to play over two and a half touchdowns for Jacksonville State. Leave it at that and just cash it and go.
1: (laughs) Now, there's another game tonight that involves FIU and New Mexico State. FIU recently lost 38-6 to to Liberty. Thursday night, Liberty plays, laying 19 and a half. You see how that's next-level hosting right there, EC? I bring it all together. Explain to me why you like Liberty on Thursday
2: night. Well, Coach, give me life. Liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Oh, come on, I had to, after, after my last Liberty tease the other week, I couldn't help myself. All right, listen. So Liberty is one of those four teams that I mentioned earlier that it's undefeated straight up and against the spread. Oklahoma, Oregon, Penn State, and Liberty. They've scored a minimum of 33 in each game this season under new coach Jamie Chadwell, who came from Coastal Carolina. Sam Houston State has only scored 20 combined points in its first three games before that 28 point outburst against my old buddy Rich Rod in Jacksonville State. By the way, they are last in the country in scoring and yards per game, only 219 yards per game. So basically, here's the way you got to look at it Sam Houston State is the New York Giants of college football. Do you really want to bet on them? I didn't think so. Liberty 34, Sam Houston State 7. Say that again
1: 54 to 7. 34 to 7. 34 to 7. My apologies. 34 to seven. Yes. By it's the way,
3: impossible in a Sam Houston State game for any team to get to 34. I mean, they literally put the game in sludge. Like you, well, you were are sitting there, like walking through quicksand with the pace that they are playing. Sam Houston plays slower than Air Force and Navy.
2: And I um, love betting Air Force as we did, as we hit on last week, Jeff. Oh my so we're rolling with Liberty. They've scored 33 in every game, so I'm going to stick by it, even though it's tricky. Do you guys know what EC did real quick? And I don't mean
1: to ruin the flow of the show. But you know how he called the bosses and got them to approve the parlay, which he hit plus 596? Do you know what else he also did? He called the bosses and said, I'd like to do my own social media video where I predict three specific scores for the week. What do you think they said? Book it. No. So now,
3: (laughs) I think this is not going to reflect well on the brand. Uh, (laughs)
1: It's going to be great for the brand. Oh, my goodness. So much EC. I remember the days when he was on once a week. Now look at you. You're everywhere. How did I let that happen? I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. But I'm seeing on my rundown that me and Snake put together, there's nothing on Friday. But never fret because Chip is here on Fridays, Big Pick Energy Fridays, and he always brings a Friday night pick. So don't even worry about that. You got me covered there, right, Chip? 100%. That's why I can't empty the chamber here. Come on now. Got to get him coming back. Come on now got it. so awesome. That's all I've got to get to come back. So we're going to roll to Saturday. And on Saturday, I've got to come right back to EC, the early slate, the early slate, because you feel like, and they've been a really good over team, Florida state FSU. And because they had that tight game, they now have to show out. I love this play early. Explain
2: yourself. Well, thanks coach, but I hate to contradict Barrett the pick on the site, but the numbers don't lie. Florida State 5 and 0 to the over in their last 5 home games and they're averaging nearly 46 a game in those games. The average total in those in those games is around 53, which is what this one is. And the average total points when it when it ends up 69.4. Florida State has scored 30 or more points in 10 straight. And hey, Virginia Tech's offense has been better than we would expect. They've scored 16 plus in every game, but defensively, they gave up 35 to Rutgers a few weeks ago. Ugh. All right, we're going to go Florida State 45 Virginia Tech 17, and the over is easy.
1: Yeah, I love easy cash. I love when we bet an over, and it's like in third quarter, you don't have to watch it anymore. That's the best over that you can get. doesn't happen all the time, but, boy, is it fun. All right, A.B., I feel like you are locked and loaded. I see three big plays, and one of the teams interesting in because they haven't been playing that good, but we'll do that last. You like Florida State in a way – Also in the same game as EC,
4: you're up. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think EC nailed it. Look, Florida State first half team total over 20 and a half. We're going to get that at minus 125 coming off of a bye week coming off of that big win over Clemson. This offense is going to come out and just do its thing in the first half, second half. You know what? They'll probably ease back because they won't really need to do a whole lot. They could cover the other on their own in this game. So, yeah, we're going to take Florida State there in the first half. Now, let's go to the SEC. LSU, (laughs) first half, minus one and a half at minus 135. All right? LSU coming off of that tough, brutal loss to Ole Miss. And if I know anything, Brian Kelly has been on their backsides all week long, and they're going to come out fast, going to come out strong in the first half this week, scoring points. They haven't had any problems scoring points, but it's the defense that's going to get us this first half cover because they couldn't stop a nosebleed <laughs> against Ole Miss, and I know Brian Kelly has been all over them about that as well. So we're going to take them. Yeah, minus one and a half. Now, coach, you just brought up Florida. That's easy yes. to talk about. All right. Yes. Look, the Florida Gators are a weird team. We all know that. But we're going to play them second half team total over 16 and a half. And yes, I know that sounds like a lot, but they're playing against Vanderbilt. And look, this is not a shot against Vanderbilt. I respect everything that they're doing over there. But every single game for Vanderbilt in the second half turns into banana land. They gave up pick sixes left and right to Kentucky. They turn the ball over. They they're behind and they're trying to push the offense way too aggressively. And it always leads to short fields for the other team, not to mention Florida Florida. Their offense was embarrassed last week against Kentucky. So they are going to have motivation to score. And let's be honest, this team is not good enough to stop in the second half. They have to score every opportunity that they can. So take them second half, team total over 16 and a half.
1: What do you know about Vanderbilt games? I mean, they play in Nashville.
4: Mm-hmm. Where, where, where do you live, AB? Nashville, about five minutes away from that, and I'll say this. I don't know his official title, Chip does, but our former colleague is now basically the general manager of Vanderbilt football. Shout out Barton Simmons. Love him. That's why we have mass respect, but that offense gets a little too aggressive.
1: You think he can get us a discount for one of those hotel rooms at the Marriott that overlooks the field? I love to stay in there. I love no, staying there.
4: Probably before that pick I just gave. Now it's question.
1: <laughs> Sorry, not now. You think the Gators are going to roll on Saturday? Not picking up the phone, A.B. Now, I love when our picks come together. What do we say all the time on the show? That's all right. Because I'm looking at Chip now, and as we go back to that LSU game, Everything A.B. said leads right into you. Chip, talk to me. Oh,
3: we're going to be trading paint in Columbia, baby. I know it's an early start, but we will have touchdowns, lots of them. And just like I was on the LSU team total last week, I'm going to stay on the gravy train because I don't see it slowing down. Jane Daniels, as we mentioned last week, one of the best passers in the entire country. Brian Thomas, Malik Neighbors, leading one of the best wide receiver rooms in the entire country. And I think that in this game, they're going to need to score because their defense is still so bad. And there's a young man by the name of Luther Burton who is lighting the world on fire right now for Missouri's offense. So I'm just looking at a game that I do think is going to be decided in the 40s. I think it's going to be um, very, very difficult to get this hold of this game once it starts to get a little bit loose, and that's where they're just going to have to say, all right, you know what? We're just going to play man defense. We're just going to blitz each other, and it will be explosive play after explosive play. We keep rolling with the LSU team total over. Also, in the early slate, talk about, you know, Putting your hand in the fire to uh to to go with the Kentucky play against Georgia. Let's go Iowa with a backup quarterback, baby. Because y'all don't know about yeah. Deacon Hill. Y'all don't know about Deacon Hill. See, here, here's what we're saying about Deacon Hill, because the, the young man, Richard Freshman, played for a little bit at Wisconsin before he transferred. He is actually more mobile than cade mcnamara who's been dealing with a sore calf since fall camp mcnamara was a statue and that is one of the reasons why he ended up getting hurt because he was trying to play hurt deacon hill is a four-star prospect he also had offers to kansas state and ucla he gives him more play action he gives him more rollout ability and how about this one he throws the ball you'll never believe it to wide receivers oh <gasps> throw the ball to wide receivers. Iowa wide receivers are shooting fireworks off in Iowa city for the fact that we've got to change over a quarterback because in just his action against Michigan state, since he took over for Cade McNamara, he had six completions to wide receivers. Wow. Chip, that doesn't sound like a lot. We'll remember that their stars really are tight ends, but those six completions to wide receivers equal the amount of wide receiver receptions against Penn state and Iowa state combined. The offense actually opens up when we change quarterbacks, we go Iowa and we lay the short number.
1: I know what you all are thinking at home. They get to do this for a living. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we do. Which is why we are so lucky. By the way, real quick, EC, apparently you're moving lines. Some books have uh, Liberty going to 20
2: and a half. What would you play it to? Oh, I played up to twenty four. Are you kidding? They're going to blow the doors off of Sam Houston if Sam Houston even scores, as Chip said. They're they move at the at the pace of molasses, right? Something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, something like that. All right, so that was the early slate, but we've got late games on Saturday. And EC, I'm coming right back to you. Michigan's defense has been amazing. Offense, not so much. Their number is big. Explain why you still like the Wolverines.
2: Yeah, I'm going with a couple of road teams late, coach. And it's kind of risky, but I like Michigan minus 19 and a half at Minnesota. Now the Wolverines six and one against the spread in their last seven on the road. And they're winning by an average score of 40 to 15. Minnesota won five and one against the spread in their last seven against ranked teams. Michigan, listen to the amount of points they've given up in, in each game this season. Three, seven, six, seven, seven. They've scored 30 or more in every game this season. You do the math. Michigan's gonna cover this line. Michigan 34, Minnesota 10. A team actually gets double digits. But I think Min- I think Minnesota 10. Michigan scores over 30. We cover easily. All right. Then we go to Fresno State minus five and a half at Wyoming. Now Fresno State has the second longest winning streak in the country uh, behind Georgia. They've won 14 in a row. Their last four against Wyoming, they won 13 to 7, 27 to 3, 17 zip, and 30 to zip. They've scored 25 or more points in 13 straight games. They have the third best turnover margin in the country at plus eight. Wyoming hasn't beaten Fresno state at home since 1995. They won again on Saturday. Fresno state 27, Wyoming 14.
1: Man, the amount of work that you guys put into these shows is staggering to me. That was amazing analysis. And you all know how much it hurts me to even say that now. A.B., as I come to you and we go back to Michigan, you don't like them just one way. You like this game two different ways.
4: Explain yourself. Yep, absolutely. Look, just rewind what E.C. said and play it again because he's 1,000% correct. Every single Michigan game is exactly the same. They're going to win 35-7. to It's not going to be exciting, and they're going to take the other team out of the game at the end of the first quarter because they also score quickly. All right, so we're going to take Michigan team total touchdowns over three and a half. And we're going to take the game under what? 49? Is that what the number we have here, Mm -hmm. Snake? 46 and a half. I'm sorry, 46. I was thinking of another game. So we're going to take Michigan over three and a half touchdowns, and we're going to play the under 46 and a half. I understand that it is a bit of a, uh, you know, a mid here that we have to find, but I'm not really that concerned about it because I don't think that Minnesota is going to get to double digits, and Michigan is probably going to score 35 points. That's what they do every single week. So, yeah. Play these two. There you go. So 35 to 10 would be perfect.
1: 35 to 10 would be perfect. The under would come in, and your plays would come in as well. Now, Chip, before I get to your last play, Nick says, Mm -hmm. I need the Chip nod of approval to pull the trigger on Army and Louisiana.
3: Army, yes. Uh, I think they've got it at three. Three and a half, two and a half, somewhere around there. But yeah, Boston College is in just a world of hurt. Uh, I would like Army in that spot, and I will say that I have been a, like two points off on some Louisiana spreads recently. Um, you know, there was the game against Buffalo. I was, I think it finished at eight. I had it at nine. Yeah, uh, there was the game against minnesota which was closer maybe than it should have been so it felt like you were going to cover so i will say that i am off louisiana right now for a couple of weeks as we i told y'all man i grade every single game and i adjust as accordingly and right now louisiana's dnb do not bet uh, army though i do like that play a
1: lot and teams can change from one to another you can bet a team for three or four weeks they get cold or run into a juggernaut and then you take them off the bet line so you have to do it week to week and there's a lot of work that goes involved we we joke around all the time but that is dead serious you got to put in the work now chip as i stare at my notes there is one play and one play only next to your name explain yourself for the late slate
3: okay i got lots of plays out here come on i got all those officials that i dropped in the big game because i'm a big game kind of guy but this is not a big game oh <laughs> uh, no, no 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 i don't think this is going to be on terrestrial cable i think you need the mountain west network to be able to go and find yourself colorado state at utah state where we are back in blake anderson's aggies uh I wasn't able to get my hands on second half lines, but Utah state in the second half has been not a wagon, but it at least has been a very mobile ATV that can sort of scoot around the land as, as you need it. But this is another opportunity where we are taking advantage of some quarterback injuries because we know who the backup is because yes, We did have a situation where in the last game, McKay Hillstead, who took over as the starting quarterback because Cooper Lega wasn't playing well early in the season, he gets knocked out with a concussion against UConn. Oh, No. He was the freshman, and so here comes Cooper Lega, the senior, who's been there for a while, and the coaching staff has done nothing but talk about how well he handled getting benched after struggling against Iowa and Air Force. Well, you know what we know now about Iowa and Air Force? Those are two pretty good defenses, and now Cooper Legat comes into the game. We're trailing UConn. It's on the road. Oh, no, what's going to happen? Cooper Legat went on to complete 80% of his passes, three touchdowns, leads Utah State back for a win. So the senior has the reins of the offense again, and he ain't losing at home to no dag Colorado State. Wrong team favored. Take the Aggies.
1: There's a lot of you out there that are thinking about doing this business or getting into TV, radio, whatever it is. Understand this. That is the standard. That is how good you have to be to compete
4: at this level coach coach what i'm going to start doing on those games like that we're going to start carving it into this brick every (laughs) time all right every week watch next week we're going to show up with chip nails that one it's going to be carved right into there
1: oh i remember october 2023 oh utah state usu plus two yeah
2: Yeah. (laughs) all
1: right grab your paper grab your pencil here's the recap courtesy of my man, the snake on the ones and the twos. Check this out, Chip. Yeah, you see them all. We're not going to go through all of them. There's too too many there. But take a screenshot. You know, we do it throughout the week. There's all the plays. I'll leave it up for five or ten more seconds. Hey, let's do this real quick. Snake, leave that up there. Of the plays, we do this on our prop show. I think it'd be cool to do here. Uh, EC of Chip or AB's play. What do you like the most?
2: Boy, I love that UCLA team total over 31 and a half. that chip gave out because obviously I'm on the over there. Uh, I love A.B.'s Notre Dame minus six and a half because obviously, you know that. But I want to go with another one from that A.B. gave out. Jacksonville State over two and a half touchdowns. Kind of love my guy Rich Rod. His games never fail to be low scoring, it seems.
1: Of course, you'd pick one out opposite me. Mm. A.B., what do you like of the other two?
4: Yeah, so uh, with Chip, look, I love that Utah State plus two. I, I'm telling you, this is going on the bricks <laughs> next week. And with E.C., obviously the Michigan play, I love it, man. Michigan just hammers people. I cannot wait for that Michigan-Ohio State game at the end of the year. These two teams are very, very, very good. Me too. Chip, talk to me. Yeah, this is
3: all about Alabama. Second half, team total over in that game against Texas A&M. I'm telling you, this... Texas A&M defensive line is awesome, but you can get them and look no further than what Mr. TVD Tyler Van Dyke and a group of Miami wide receivers that I think are like B plus, but they ain't A's, and they lit up the Aggies' pass defense. I think that eventually, over the course of four quarters, Milrow's going to hit some deep balls.
1: I, I love that play from AB. All right. Very good. I like the respect. Now you used an interesting word there, Chip. You used the term lit. Well, last week when EC went behind my back, I lit him up privately. Now, I said to him, the only thing that can get you out of my doghouse is if you hit that plus 596. So what do you think EC did? He hit the plus 596. So now I'm stuck. What do I do? Well... We've got to go back to the well again this week. EC,
2: floor is yours. Thanks, Coach. You know, when you challenge me, the best my, – my picks rise to the occasion. We remember what happened in May. Uh, so this is the – this week's ace parlay, the Allen-Chip-Eric parlay at plus 595. We're going to start with – so AB's uh, Tennessee team is not playing, but of course he's already uh, talked about Florida and Vandy. I'm going to roll with the over 52 here. Vandy has given up at least 36 in four games against – FBS teams and they've scored a minimum of 20 in each game. This is a bounce back game for Florida. Uh, after getting embarrassed last week, I'd say Florida 38 to 20 over Vanderbilt. Now, for Chips, UNC team, North Carolina, everybody thinks over, over, over. I'm going under Syracuse, North Carolina under 59 and a half because the defenses are better than we think. Syracuse giving up 14.8 points a game, UNC only 22. Give me North Carolina 28, Syracuse 20. And if you think I was going to get to the end of the show without mentioning my Arizona Wildcats on the road in Southern California against USC, let me just put it this way. Jed Fish, our coach, 4-0 against the spread, against top 10 teams. Let me just, do you remember what happened last week when everybody was on Washington the points? Oh yeah, Arizona only lost by seven. The Wildcats, by the way, just a, a random stat, they're only one of two teams in the country to hit the under in all five games. So naturally, we're going to go uh, Arizona to cover the spread and under USC 42, Arizona 24. So that parlay is the Florida Vandy over 52, the Syracuse, North Carolina under 59 and a half, and my Wildcats plus 21 and a half at USC.
1: I should really flex my muscles and just in a, in a little bit of irony, since I won a showdown last week against USC, wouldn't it be something if I won a showdown this week using USC? mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Go ahead. You can take
1: it if you want. Uh, no, no. Okay. It's okay. All, right. all right. I don't You can either. call me anytime. You have I my number. You keep your money. I want you to keep your money. Oh, okay. But alas, last, it's only Wednesday. We still have three days. Mm-hmm. We still have three days. Okay. Gentlemen, what an incredible job you guys did today. Well, freaking done. So with all of that, all of the picks, all of the analysis, all of the parlays from EC, it all comes back to this. There's only one thing left To do, and I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these college football tickets straight to the pay window. Brian Tucker, Lobo, Chip, A, B, E, C, and Snake always behind the scenes, making the show look like a million bucks. We grind for you, so we can win with you. It doesn't matter the sport, the day, the time, the show. Turn on your notifications because we are here. Every single time is what we're all about at the early edge. Good luck.
0: You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition.